What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drinks with Drea. I'm your host, Miss Drea, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful, spectacular, just mind-blowing week and day. I know that we're still in the midst of this quarantine, at least for those of us in Illinois. And being a part of quarantine sometimes can be stressful because you really don't know what the future holds. I've never gone through anything like this, and I'm pretty sure most people that are alive today have never gone through anything like this because we've seen situations where there has been flus or viruses or things that have really captivated our world. We had the Spanish flu, we had Ebola, we had all of these different things that happened Uh, within the last few decades but none of them really had the impact that it has on us today and really what this is doing for me in particular is really getting me to just really recenter and focus about why is it that we are all sitting still right now there are some critical things happening there are people who are losing their lives but the reality of the situation is we are for the most part sitting still And my heart and prayer and thoughts goes out to everyone who has lost someone. I know people who have lost their parents. I know people who have lost grandparents. Um, I'm hearing horrible stories of just about people who are sick, but it's a blessing that they're overcoming it. So this is really a serious situation, but in the same respect, just for those of us who are going through this, which is the majority of people, the majority of people are going through this and will not have lasting effects as far as not losing a family member, not being sick personally, but there is a good subset of our community who will. But for those of us who have not been personally impacted, we can't just look at this situation like, well, it hasn't quite hit home for me, so I'm not going to really put forth any effort or energy into it. We really have to do our part to make sure that we keep ourselves and our family safe. At the very least, do your part. If you're in a situation where you're able to work from home and and everybody in your house is able to stay home, do that. Don't ever put yourself at risk of exposing this virus or of receiving this virus and bringing it home to your family. If you are a person that has been impacted by this, there's really not a word. I'm not going to talk right now. (laughs) There's really not a lot of words that I can give you to give you peace in this moment. Because the reality is I could not imagine this being a situation for myself personally where I lost someone. And even though this thing isn't over, I'm leaning into my faith as much as I can to say that this will not This will not impact me in that way, but life happens. And a lot of times the things that are happening were already written, not a lot of the time, pretty much all of the time. And so we really have to try to find our peace in that. We have to try to find peace in that tomorrow's not promised. And that's why it's important for us to be intentional every single day. Now I have a lot more to say about this, but I'm going to go ahead and take a little moment. Um... For two things. One, I just want to send my thoughts and prayers and condolences to everyone out there in the world who has experienced loss or tragedy as a result of this pandemic. But also because in the spirit of this being drinks with Drea, I have to tell you guys what I'm sipping on. And clearly, if you've been listening for the last few minutes, you can tell that I have a little something something because I couldn't speak words about a minute and a half ago. Um, But my drink of choice for tonight... It's Cavassier. 
Um, I have two ounces of Cavassier. I have an ounce of Grand Marnier, and then I have a splash of cranberry. I don't know if there's a name for this drink, but all I can say is that it's very tasty and I enjoy it and it kind of helps soothe that little um, bit of grit that you get when drinking something like a cognac or a whiskey or a vodka. It just kind of smooths it over and makes it a little bit more palatable, okay? And I don't know if palatable is the right word, but we're going to roll with palatable because I like that word. Um, but anyway, not to kind of um, move away from something so serious because I really cannot stress that enough that I cannot imagine what people are going through um but we have to find a way to still maintain our peace through all of this um it's easier said when you're not personally um affected in a way where you're losing people or that anybody that you know personally is sick but at the same time um a lot of times that's all we have God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know know the difference. I don't know, you know, how long the serenity prayer has been along, but I'm so grateful for those words because those words have gotten me through many tough times. A lot of times people may think that I'm not an emotional person or that I don't take things to heart, but the reality is the serenity prayer is my life. The things that I can change, God, give me the courage to change them. And the things that I can't, Lord, give me peace. Give me serenity. Give me wisdom to know that there's nothing that I can do, but I can still maintain my peace. And I know it's easier said than done, but that's that's my prayer for those who have gone um, gone through some tragedy through this time. It's just God grant them the serenity. Grant them courage and grant them peace. And you know, that's my prayer for everybody. Um, but I, there was a few things that I did want to, um, touch on, um, as far as just having a conversation with the drinks with Drea fam. I always try to let you guys know how much I appreciate you, whether it's five people or 50 people or a hundred people that listen to a show. It means the world to me because there's millions of options out there for things you can listen to and things that you can engage in but you take the time to listen to me and I know that I can be long-winded at times <laughs> so for you to support and 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 take a listen and show some support even though I'm not consistent I appreciate you and I want to thank you so one of the things that I wanted to talk about and it kind of turned into a meme over the last couple of weeks, but it's very important that we kind of talk about it just because there is some validity to it, believe it or not. Um, and what I'm referring to is Donald Trump kind of making reference to the fact that we have disinfectants um, and things in place that kills the germs immediately. And he kind of made a reference to injecting people with those things, which of course is absurd. Like I don't want a bleach drip. I don't want a Lysol asthma pump. I don't want to be injected um with any type of item that's not meant or product that's not meant to enter my body i don't want that but it makes you think about certain things that we have grown up on as far as remedies when you get a cold you know what i mean some people use bleach in their bath water to help with um eczema and also sometimes it does help um with a steamy bath to kind of help kill or eliminate some of the germs that are at least on the surface you know there are certain things that we do um as far as putting vicks vapor rub on the bottom of our feet or 
Uh, some people even put onions in their socks before they go to bed. I mean, there's so, or is it garlic? I don't know. But there's so many home remedies that our ancestors utilize for moments like this because they didn't have the advanced technology. They didn't have the doctors and the different advances in medicine. So they did what the best that they could with what they had. And if you think about it, a lot of the older generations have had longer lifespans than some of the people of this generation. We're seeing things like um, aneurysms and cancer and different diseases and viruses that are taking young people out. So when you think about it, is it really... um, is modern day medicine really the end all be all? I think we would be foolish to ignore or not really put um, energy into learning about holistic options because there is, you know, I do believe that God put everything naturally on this earth for us to help us and for us to be healed. I really believe that. So it's up to us to educate ourselves. It's up to us to really expand our knowledge and really research and find out what else is out there beyond, you know, what the doctor can offer you. Because the reality of the situation is this, when it comes to COVID-19, nobody really knows what to do. If you read articles, whether it's from CNN or Fox News, whether you listen to the president, Dr. Fauci, it really doesn't matter. Or even your local doctor, it really doesn't matter where the information comes from. The reality is people are doing their best to try to give comfort to one another. But a lot of people don't even know what to really do. At the end of the day, there is no cure. Now, I'm of the belief system God forbid, and I'm knocking on wood and plaster and everything else. I do not want to encounter this virus. Lord, please, I do not want to encounter this virus. And I'm not saying this to speak anything into my life or the life of my family. I'm just saying this as part of the conversation. But God forbid that I was to or someone close to me was to interact with this virus. There are so many home remedies that I would try to put into place for myself or for my family to try to help them avoid going to the hospital. Why wouldn't I want to go to the hospital? I don't want to go to the hospital because the reality is they don't know what this is and they don't know what to do. The only thing that they can do once it gets to a point where you're no longer able to breathe on your own is that they put you on a ventilator. And the last time I heard about ventilators, 80% of people placed on ventilators do not come off of the ventilator. And that is a scary 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 uh percentage and i don't want no parts of that so when you think about cannot breathe you think about respiratory issues what are the things that you know to naturally do when you have a respiratory issue you go into the bathroom you close the door you cover the bottom of the of the door to keep all of the heat in you turn the shower or tub on to the hottest the hottest temperature and then you allow that steam to help clear you out some people are even using pots that they boil on the stove cut a towel over their head and breathe in the the smoke and breathe not the smoke but breathe in um the heat so that they can help break up some of that some people are uh, having another person in their home give them big you know pretty hefty pets on their back to help remove some of the mucus from their lungs. Um, some people are making hottie toddies, which is a concoction of tea and lemon and honey and whiskey. Um, there are just so many things that we have grown up or have learned to do from our ancestors. 
and I just encourage people I'm not saying to not go to the doctor I don't want to be irresponsible and give you any type of medical advice because that's not my place that's not my place I can only speak to what I do and what I would think is the right thing to do before you if you notice you have it or you confirm that you have it and you have the symptoms try to do everything within your power everything that that's in your heart that's in your common sense that's in your wheelhouse everything that you have been taught try to lean into that just a little bit more just try to hold on to those thoughts and principles and ideas that has shaped us to be who we are and what we are today and try to lean more into that to try to help you have what you need in order to overcome this situation but i pray that this um curve begins to flatten and that we can return to life but the other thing is we have certain parts of the country who are releasing people back into society they are lifting their stay-at-home orders and people of course are quickly moving back into their normal routine and here's the thing that we have to keep in mind when 9 11 happened it shook the country it probably shook the entire world because that many people and it's not the first time that that many people were attacked and killed at one time but that type of attack in modern day was just not necessarily something that anyone expected it felt like a scene from an independence day or angel has fallen or any of the fallens it just did not seem realistic but the reality is too huge I think it was actually three I'm, I'm not sure but huge airplanes charged directly into two large buildings in the state of New York and um, they collapsed and killed thousands of people with them even people who were part of helping clear the rubbish are still dealing with some of the after effects today as a result of that single incident we now have a totally different process when it comes to traveling from state to state or abroad. We have to do things differently. The amount of products that we can take with us have been limited. The amount of items and the type of items has been restricted. So many things has changed and has impacted our ability and our way in which we travel, but we have become accustomed to it and we don't even remember how it got to this point. Prior to 9-11, there was not so many restrictions and that's how the tragedy um, that did occur was able to occur. So just like how we had to put things in place to prevent that from happening again, we have to keep that same energy as it comes to not only this pandemic, but any pandemic. Every time there's some new strain or virus or whatever, it hits us and we don't realize it until multiple people die. But there are just some common sense, practical things that we can all do to prevent this from becoming our new normal where every time a new virus strain is identified, we have to shut our world down and hope that we slow down the spread. Once we get a, a, a handle on this, what are the things that we're gonna do differently? You know, I can think about my particular work workspace and honestly speaking, we're all literally in a row right next to each other within arm's reach. When you're within arm's reach of someone, that means nine times out of 10, you're less than three feet away from them, which means that if they cough, sneeze, um, <laughs> you know, touch something, whatever it is, 
those germs can attach to me. Not only can they attach to me, but once I leave there, whatever form of transportation that I take, I leave some of those germs there. I go home and I put those germs in my family home. If I travel to stores or get food or whatever I do, those germs are going with me. So what are the things, what are the practical things that we can do to change in a way that we don't continue to spread this virus, you know, where it becomes a pandemic? Because realistically speaking, when they show the charts of all of the different new virus strains that have been revealed in the last 20 years, nothing has changed to prevent the, the fast spread of viruses that, that attach faster than doctors can identify and treat. This is nothing new, but the reality is, is that nothing has changed. We haven't learned anything. We haven't implemented anything different. So what's to say this doesn't happen in six months again? What's to say it doesn't happen in five years? What are the things that we can place into society that protects us all from the spread of germs and viruses that ultimately can result in some fatalities? Because whether it's 200 people or 2,000 people that are dying, people are literally dying because of this. And we have a responsibility, not just as our politicians. Yes, we put them in place and they have a responsibility responsibility to change things but we as citizens we as humans have a responsibility to protect each other is face masks our new reality is plastic gloves our new reality are we pushing our organizations to create more space and distance between people within the workspace we have to think about that we have to talk about that we have to be advocates for ourselves because if we don't this is just going to continue to happen every few years and I don't know about you but I'm not willing to lose someone um because we weren't able to quickly adapt adjust and implement new processes and policies that help positively impact us all so it's a stressful situation it's almost impossible not to talk about it I just want to encourage everyone to protect themselves and protect their family Um, We recently had some incidents here in Chicago where a few parties took place over the weekend. One in particular went viral and landed on TMZ where a young man who is the son, I'm sorry, yes, the son of a first responder um, who hasn't been at home in her own home for over two months because of fear of spreading this virus to her family. Her son, who's 26 years old, took it upon himself to take advantage of the fact that his mother was not at home, not respecting what the work that she was doing and praying for her. And I'm not about to bash him, but I just really want this young man to get the fact that your own mother has not been to her home where she pays the bills that she worked her ass off to obtain. Your mother can't even come home. How could you not realize from that act alone that this was serious? And I really hope that young man gets it. He worked with um, one of the state reps who um, was in his area and really wanted to try to change the narrative. And I get that because what's happening now is what tends to happen to black people. I'm about to say colored people. Lord, I'm going to slap myself because we not colored. We are beautiful and we are brown. Some of us are light brown, some of us are dark brown, but we are beautiful. And it's not about being colored, but it's just about being ourselves. So, whew, let me walk that back because I was talking too fast. I can't believe I was about to say color. I think I may, may have had too many sips, but I'm going to go ahead and take one more for the road because I'm about to wrap this thing up. But anyway, 
your mother is making sacrifices that a lot of people um, simply do not have to deal with. Um, I am also a, a child of someone who is essential and is going to work on an everyday basis. And it does impact, you know, our ability to hug each other and give kisses to each other because we don't know what the other has been exposed to. So when you have that situation, you have a different respect for it, or at least you should. And you don't just invite 200 people into your mother's home. There's no, you don't know how many germs were being, you know, how many germs are being left in that space. Um, you don't know what people were roaming through your house and the things that they touched and may have taken. Like you, it, it just wasn't a good idea. Um, but he did partner with his state rep or his city rep. And I really hope that it resonated with him. And I really hope that, um, he takes that, he, he doesn't take it lightly and that he really changes because you caused your mom to have a citation, but it could have been worse. You could have exposed your mother to leftover germs in her home where she should feel safe and comfortable. And instead of her contracting it on her job, which is already dangerous, she's contracting it because you wanted to have a party. I think that once we find some better solutions in terms of um, how do we move in society moving forward, vaccinations and cures and things for this disease and we're safe and we're clear and we're all comfortable going out we all gonna party like it's 1999 i know i am i don't even go to parties no more but i'm going everywhere so if you want me to show up invite me there's no more excuses no more being petty i don't care what events you didn't attend i'm coming to everything because i'm tired of sitting in this house but what i'm not gonna do is put my family at risk because of me being tired of sitting in the house we just have to be smart right now. And I applaud all of the people who are adhering to these guidelines and who are being patient and who are waiting for things to improve. And I just encourage everyone else to just fall in line. I know that it's frustrating. I know that we have more faith than fear. I know that we have, um, you know, that we want to just hope for and be optimistic about a better outcome. But we have to really look at the fact that there are people dying. Thousands of people are dying from this um, virus, hundreds a day, actually thousands a day when you look at it from a worldwide standpoint. And we really just have to take this a little bit more serious and we have to really be there and present and show up for one another. So I've ranted long enough <laughs> about um, the quarantine and I really hope that we all can do our part to keep each other safe. Um, the other thing that I just briefly wanted to touch on, and I really would like to have a discussion about this because I would like to hear other people's opinions. I did have a conversation with my peers or with my friends um, about this earlier today, um, but I just wanted to just express my thoughts on it. And what I'm referring to is the show Insecure. And it's been a big topic so far this season um, about friendships and specifically about Molly and Issa. So I'm not gonna give too much detail about it because I know that there are people who, um, and I'm really bad about this on Facebook, I just wanna warn you. <laughs> um, but there are people who are into shows but do not have the ability to keep track of every episode when it uh, airs. So I do find myself spoiling shows quite a bit, so I'm not gonna spoil um, too much of it, but I just wanna focus on just the dynamics of the friendship right now and it's a little bit different from how we've seen them in past seasons because they're at odds um 
they're being shady towards each other one being more shady than the other and um just having a lot of things to say about their relationship or their friendship but they're saying it to everyone but each other and any any person that has had friends can relate to this because I love this show because it's so relatable um but it's our reality we've all encountered or at least I know I've encountered this where you have friends and your relationship with those friends evolve and change over time sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse um but we know what that feels like to have uh, I don't want to say odd or just just uncomfortable interactions with friends people that you call your day ones or people you call your friends who are criticizing your dating choices or criticizing you know you as a person or saying things under their breath or to you that are just disrespectful and you're really asking yourself is this person my friend because would a friend really judge me in this way would a friend really offer this type of opinion coming from such a negative place or a nasty place and not really intended to help me be a better person um but what we come to find is that a lot of times and, and this is a known saying hurt people hurt people and people go through things and a lot of times they don't realize how much it's impacting them um and we do have a duty and obligation not just for our friend but for ourselves to be vocal and to speak about hey i didn't like that hey i thought that was rude hey i didn't appreciate when you said this or that um but a lot of times we shy away from it because we want to avoid conflict or we want to avoid fomo fear of missing out i don't want to be that friend that constantly has conflict with everyone because eventually they'll get tired of that and then they'll start doing things without me so instead of me addressing things or responding how i want to respond i'm just going to keep the peace because i don't want to disrupt our friendship or disrupt what i think that we have but i feel like part of that is a young person's mindset so my only dis- uh, discrepancy with this is the fact that Molly and Issa are characters in their 30s. They're not characters that are 19, 21, 25, or 29. They are mid-30s, such as myself. And I know for my for for myself in my 20s, there were a lot of things that I just let blow over, that I didn't put a lot of energy into. Because I've always been a person that's about protecting my peace even before I even knew that was a thing. Like, I don't like anybody to take energy from me. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you feel. As long as you keep your hands to yourself, I'm not going to feed off into no energy. Whatever. Call me what you want to call me. Feel how you want to feel. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm not about to feed off into you. But as an older person, that part of me that's not about to argue with you or be confrontational is still there but there's a new part of me that says listen either we friends or we're not friends and what i expect from friends is that you show me the love and respect that i show you and if you're not willing to do that then we don't need to be friends and i had to find that in my own growth and maturity to be at this place i love everybody that i call a friend but i'm not afraid to lose anybody as a friend if you cannot be in my space and cannot love me for who i truly am can't encourage me and lift me up cannot appreciate the things that i do then you don't need to be my friend and that's okay too that's okay too because people absolutely outgrow each other people absolutely shift and change 
and and find new interests and hobbies and values and etc and that's okay you have to give people that you love room for that but what i don't have energy for in my mid-30s is fake friendships i don't have energy for you're having a bad day so you want me to have a bad day and that's my main discrepancy see what they're displaying is real and i think any any person that's ever had a real friendship has gone through that but y'all a little bit on the mature side from an age perspective where this shouldn't even be a factor anymore but everybody goes through things differently some people didn't even have friends until they were in their 20s so i get it but for me personally i can't have any more mollies i can't have any more shady conversations i can't have any more i'm frustrated and i'm gonna tell everybody else except this person it's at a point now where it's like listen i did not appreciate that you said this i did not appreciate that you did this are we even friends at this point because i'm okay to say we tried i love you but i need to love you from a distance and for my peace of mind that's gonna always rule and override everything I'm not a dramatic person. I don't like drama. I'm not a phony person. I do not like phoniness. I'm not a person that looks to prove something or I don't give a stuff a crap about none of that. All I care about is my peace of mind, my family, traveling, creating great experiences because I know that tomorrow's not promised and I can't give another day to no bullshit. I just got to say it. But everybody has their different opinions on it. Like I said, I'm not going to go into too much detail about the show because I know a lot of people haven't watched it. So I'm not going to ruin it for other people. Y'all should pat me on the back for that because that's actually an improvement. But hey, I can pat my damn self. Anyway, (laughs) I just want to keep this short and sweet. Just had some things on my mind that I want to share to the Drinks with Drea family. And I hope you guys enjoyed this show. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you soon.